G'day, Slut. <laughs> episode four. It's always a good day. Well, episode, we're going to do this every time because we shouldn't have gone with episode zero because this oh, is technically ep three, the fourth installment. Ep three, the fourth installment. <laughs> the fourth installment, the Conspiratorium. Welcome to the Conspiratorium. The truth cast, yes. if we may. Um, we Look, this is all, we, we, we always knew this is where we were going to end up. Uh, at some point Without in time. Without doubt. Everyone who's been asking me about the podcast has been waiting with bated breath for me to just go absolute fucking ham on the uh on the conspiracies. But we, we wanted to we wanted to we've touched on a couple of things in our episodes. We've talked about, you know, a bit of big pharma, we've talked about a bit of mainstream media That's and it. and uh and the corruption there. But this this episode we've decided to just go absolute fucking Hell for leather. That's it. Do really, a deep dive, 10 meter really, diving board. Uh, really dive in. So I think um, uh, always a, uh, you know, look, a little bit of a PSA at the beginning. I think it's important when, we, when we're when we going to be talking about this stuff that we uh, we give the heads up straight off the bat that, you know, everything that we're saying here, we don't necessarily say is 100% fact. I don't think anyone can ever say something no, is 100% fact. You can't say something um, like And we have to, this is the thing, because we're both, Someone asked me today, right? Uh, this is an interesting way of looking at it. He's like, "Oh, so you know, I know what you're like, but what's the uh, what's your mate like from the podcast? Is he uh, is he Joe Rogan or is he Alex Jones? Uh, oh, and you're Eddie Bravo. He was calling me Eddie Bravo. Yeah, he's okay. Like, Which one? And I was like, I said he's definitely more on the Alex Jones side than the Devil's Advocate Joe. So I think yeah. that's why we have to kind of do this announcement at the beginning because we, you know, we're not going to be probably." devil advocating ourselves as much as we should be. So by saying, look, at the end of the day, like we said in the first episode, and I'm sure we'll say it again, happy to be corrected on anything that we believe. This is just our opinions, essentially. Yeah, that's Um, it. eh? We're going to give you as much information to work with, but, you know, go and look this stuff up yourself. It might not be on the first page of Google either. Like, let's get that out there. Well, yeah, it'll probably be on the – not on Google at all. But there's there's a a lot of uh, good sites that you can go through that are – Reputable, yeah. Um, not like Snopes fact checking. Well, using set, using like, browsers like DuckDuckGo and things like that that exactly are right. controlled by Google. If you are deciding, hey, I want to have a look into this stuff, even if you want to look into it just to prove us wrong, fucking do it. Um, and if you want some help on how you can search for things in a ways that aren't having search results manipulated, come and speak to yeah. us about that, and then come back and prove us wrong. Chuck us a message. We're completely but- open to uh, to the idea because I think look. This is the the whole idea. Whenever I speak to someone about this, is that it's not about it's not about oh you know loving the idea of conspiracies or whatever else. This has come from for me personally, and I'm sure you'll agree, from asking questions, from wanting to know more, from understanding that there can be more sides than the one that we've been force fed or whatever or or told. And this goes for more than just I guess you know. The, the conspiracies in what everyone assumes um, you're talking about when you say conspiracies. This goes for the things we were taught in school. Oh, this 100%. goes for the history books. This goes for everything. You know, I think that we as humans have um, become uh, quite happy with just going, oh, yeah, well, that's what I got told it was, so that must be the way. And I think it's just so important for us to evolve as human beings that the idea that we should just be, you know, 
understanding that there is an infinite number of possibilities and look and looking at things in a way that's like, well, you know, maybe maybe there's more to this. Maybe there's something else for me to look into here. Oh, maybe for there's sure. something um, more for me to understand. That's all we're yeah. doing, right? The conclusions that we've drawn over the information that we've been provided and what we're then going to talk about here today has just come from years now for both of us of looking at all the possible information and forming an opinion based that's on exactly that. That's exactly right. It's, it is just forming an opinion and then that opinion then shapes the way that you see the world and when you see so many of these um, puzzle pieces put together in a certain way and you see this is a lie you can see how they're manipulating this you can see how they're doing this you can you, you kind of start getting a little bit of a clue like a better shape of, of the idea of the world um, through that lens I guess um, but yeah we did want to start by saying that um, yeah anything that we say here you just got to take it in your own stride and like if you th- if you want to subscribe to the way we believe or the way we think sorry then yeah welcome aboard but if not then at least take it in and consider it because i know this is not a lot of people's cup of tea mm-hmm. so anyway we'll move on because i know you wanted to talk about the actual term conspiracy theory yeah well i think it's something when you they bring it up in a lot of videos you watch all the time how the actual phrase obviously conspiracy the word has been around for a long time but the idea of labeling someone a conspiracy theorist and what that generally you know draws you to i mean it's evolved so much now but its original form came around the time of 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 the JFK assassination um, and the term was actually coined around then as you know what they were basically calling the people that were questioning the narrative yeah and that's the the whole thing is that you know a lot of the time that's all you're doing is going hold on a second something about this doesn't add up and so when they create a label for that that they then obviously by you know using the power of the media and things like that in saying like you know look at these crazy whatever and you know that's where it really started from around that that time um, of JFK's assassination. And now it's evolved into, you know, your tinfoil hat wearing, your flat yeah. earther or whatever it may be, just as a general term that when you hear it, you think of those things straight away. You think of the lunatics. And this is where, again, you know, going back to, the, to what we said at the beginning, something that annoys me about the world of conspiracies is when someone becomes so far the other direction that they end up being no different than the people that, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like you have to be open to the idea that you are completely right and you are completely wrong about everything all at the same time, right? Yeah. Because as soon as you start going, you know, you guys are just brain dead sheep all right, you've got no idea and whatever else and you're not being like, hey, I want you to ask questions about this, then you're no different. You're just then – you know, regurgitating your beliefs in the exact same way that the the news does it or whatever. So it's so important to make sure that you stay central and 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 you know you can obviously lean to the side of I'm you know I'm questioning what the news are saying way more than what I'm believing what it's saying. But you still always have to be prepared that what they're saying is 100% right and that yeah, we've been going it. down the incorrect rabbit holes the entire time. Because if you don't then just in the same way that we were shocked when we first kind of woke up to these ideas and concepts, you would be just as shocked to realize that you've been following this stuff blindly into nothingness that's for that it, long. Yeah. So you have to be prepared that that's a reality that could well, you could face. Well, well, that's right because it could, at the end of the day, a lot of these things – there there are a lot of things that now have been proven like um, – like the whole Iran war thing where they were like, we need to go into the Middle East, rah, rah, rah. Um, and then the, the, you find out a couple of years later it was, it was a total lie. 
Do you know what I mean? It well, was a total it, lie and it was proven to be a total yeah. lie. Well, I think the big thing that I always direct people to is Operation Northwoods. If you're, are you familiar with, with what exactly I'm that actually, was? I'm actually not. I'm actually not. I know MK Ultra. Yeah. Um, but I don't know Operation Northwood. So this this would be a good learning. So very um very similar timeframes on on MK Ultra and and Operation Northwoods, and they're the two things that I quite often reference to people when I'm saying, look, here's something that at one time would have definitely been considered a conspiracy um, and that you would be surprised to find that is now being declassified to an incredible you know, deep level by the CIA as to what these operations were. Um, and so I always point people in the direction of these because if it's the, a way of me saying, okay, I'll tell you this, you can tell me how crazy it seems that this is a real story and then apply that to anything that we talk about, right? Whether it is, you know, the mainstream's media's manipulation of everything or uh, Operation Mockingbird is another one that yep. has actually been proven yep. as well about exactly what we talk about with mainstream media. But um, the Northwoods in particular was, uh, again, I should have looked up dates, but it was essentially um, that the uh, US government and the CIA planned to... Um, make terrorist attacks happen on U.S. soil and blame it on Cuba. We know that there was tensions with with Fidel Castro, um, and one of the main things of this operation was to shoot down a uh, an American airliner and and blame it on on uh, Fidel and Cuba as a way to incite and and begin war. Okay, does this have something to do with like like the Cuban Missile Crisis or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I've heard around. that term before, but I, I actually haven't. Like delve into this yeah, one. Yeah, so Oper- Operation Northwoods is basically – so as I said, you then look at that and go, okay, so wait, you've then read declassified documents that say that's what they planned but it ended up not coming to fruition and that's why they declassify it. But that was a plan. That was a documented plan for them to kill innocent Americans yeah. just so that they could intervene in um, a foreign country. Why is it so crazy then to think that they would – fabricate the existence of weapons of mass destruction. Exactly Why right. do you think that it's crazy that they've even more recently said that, uh, you know, um, uh, Syria have chemical gas their own uh, people so that they can intervene there? We've already yeah. got evidence of them doing it. And MKUltra um, was more so about the, the – um, so they were basically doing uh, like shock treatment and uh, all of these different things because they yeah. wanted to they wanted to get ahead of the game in terms of uh, I think they believed that that China or, or Germany um, had made advancements in mind control and they yep. wanted to stay ahead of the game or they right. wanted to make sure that they were competing. So MK Ultra was basically a massive um, operation in which they were trying to see how far they could stretch and bend and control the human mind. Yeah, well, now, that's it. well it seems like from what I've, what I've seen about that kind of stuff is like when a, a mind is put through torture, it, it breaks. It almost, it almost breaks. And the thing with MKUltra is um, like the, the classic – the classic thing with it is like they'll have like a phrase, like a, like a, a, a sleeper phrase where when this phrase or this word is said, it then triggers that that deep-rooted so that they'll go through waterboarding or whatever, like, you know, all these different psychological traumas. And then from that, then they the, the in the program they would have implanted – what they, you know, what they wanted of the person or when this phrase was said, they want the person to start shooting or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever they did. Um, so, and, and then that's how they 
ended up, yeah, breaking a lot of these people down. And that's what and the, the interesting thing is, is that when you read the declassified documents and, and look into it, they say, oh, you know, because of ethical reasons, we stopped the operation. I don't fucking believe that for Not a second, right? But some of the things that they were doing that was documented in that time um, was, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, wrongly um, – uh, admitting people to like a psych ward and then because you've got them in a psych ward, it's pretty much fucking go your hardest. So yeah. they were administering people to extreme shock treatment. Um, and one of the interesting, and this has an actual, I think it's called Operation Midnight Climax is the is okay. the name of it, right? Yeah. And they were basically getting, they had a, the, the CIA were running this prostitute ring in which the prostitutes would lure, um, you know, predominantly uh, slightly high profile, not massively high profile, but people of some sort of status, lawyers, things like that, um, into uh, like a, a hotel room where they had like two-way or one-way glass type yeah, thing. Um, so, and then they would uh, give them LSD. Okay. So this was when LSD was first. So this is going back into the 60s. Yeah. Um, before they had any idea of its of its power, they thought that there was obviously some way that they could you know, tap into someone's mind through LSD. So these, you know, prostitutes are uh, sneaking it in the people's drink and then just drugging American people um, yeah. willy-nilly. Um, and obviously, who are they going to tell? They've, they're, they're visiting a prostitute. They've probably got a wife at home. They've yeah, probably well, got kids. Yeah, they're not going to go to the go cops around. and go like, hey, while I was putting one through this prosy, yeah, um, I was tripping balls, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. not ever going to go and get a prosy again because it's going to be a weird experience. But yeah. So you just look at things like that and you're like, if they're willing to do that and it's declassified, why are the things that we suggest – uh, are happening today or have happened over the last couple of decades. Why are they so far-fetched? We've literally got these as evidence. And they're just two of the main ones. There are yeah. heaps more. Um, there was ones about, you know, them releasing like Agent Orange on people. Yep. Okay. Um, we know about all the, you know, the, the crop dusting ones. And there's been heaps of these kind of things that have ended up being true. At one point in time, it's been debated. At one point in time, it's been thought of to be crazy and that it ends up coming to fruition. You only need to look at those to understand why we are then questioning everything else. Yeah, right? that's it. Well, it, go, it goes, it goes, it obviously goes so much deeper than what most people would be willing to accept. You know what? When the, when the trouble say when, not if, I'm going to say when the truth does come out, I'm sure even you and I and people that are deep into this that have been doing this for a long time that consider themselves versed in uh, this kind of knowledge, even we're going to be surprised. And I guarantee some of the stuff that like would have never been told. So there's a lot of whistleblowers out there and um, there's a lot of people giving their testimony about these projects and stuff like that. But that's that's only one person's testimony. There's some, some of them that have multiple people that have testified about it. Uh, but yeah, it's... You, at the end of the day, you're taking the someone's word, really, aren't you? Well, it's crazy so. if you look at the amount of deaths of people that have happened who were meant to testify about certain things or who were a witness in certain things. I mean, there, you know, when you actually, it's. I was even reading a thing the other day. It was talking about like you can't – when you look at things as isolated incidents, it's very easy to go, oh, well, that's just a thing that happened because of whatever. When you actually sit there and start to compile all of these things together and kind of go, all right, well, you know, for this to happen once or twice or ten times or a hundred times, uh, maybe I can possibly pass it off as a – But there is such a magnitude to how big these things have been or how the effort that things yeah, have that's been it. gone to to, to cover up. Um, a, a really good example of another thing that's like essentially it's not been 
declassified so much by the CIA, but prominent figures have written books on it, is a guy called Gary Webb. Are you familiar with no, him? No, I'm not, no. So he wrote a book called Dark Alliance, um, okay. which was about basically the, um, the Contras and them um, smuggling – uh, like tons, and I mean tons of cocaine. Sure. And then the CIA are then handling the distribution through oh, lower yeah, socioeconomic neighbourhoods. Sure. So he uh, writes this book called Dark Alliance, basically diving into all of that and then ends up suicided with a bullet wound to the head, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's just, again, one thing where you look at something where – and the evidence that he provided in this book was like, you know, unbelievable – uh, levels of stuff. It wasn't just hearsay. It wasn't just, just oh, I think this was happening. Like he w- he had reported on this or, or looked into this for such an extensive amount of time. Um, and again, you know, you look at a death like that and, and you have to wonder. And again, that, all right, maybe possibly isolated incident, maybe looking into all of that stuff sent him over the edge. But when you look at him as one of hundreds and, and, and hundreds and yeah. you kind of go, is it really possible? And that's the thing. A lot of people can buy into those things. They can look at those objectively on their own and go, yeah, that's dodgy. But they don't want to um, look at the bigger picture. They don't oh, want to yeah, believe that there is. Well, they is. just can't. They just don't have that perspective. It's That's the thing with like a consciousness and a, and a higher vibrational consciousness is that um, your perspective is so much wider. Once you start – that's what I think about – when you start researching these things, your perspective on the world becomes so much wider and you're able to take in more of this stuff. Yep. People that haven't ever even thought any further than, oh, it must be coincidences, they don't often have the capacity to think in that way that maybe it's all just a big spider web and that everything links into each other. Well, this brings me to the thing that I refer to for my own personal understanding of of this all and something that I, I constantly say to people because I think it is the most relevant thing that can possibly explain exactly what you're talking about. And it's a line from The Matrix. Okay. Um, and yeah. I, I, I don't know Good where movie. I came. I think someone sent it to me once upon a time years ago when I first started looking into all of this, um, yep. you know, about the idea of exactly that, that, you know, some people will will can, can comprehend the idea that there's, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, a weirdness or a strangeness about, um, a weirdness or a strangeness about something in particular, but don't want to look at what the bigger picture could mean. Um, and the line from The Matrix is uh, Morpheus talking to Neo, and he's like, You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. Many of them um, are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Right. That's and it, I think man. that is, is the perfect way of explaining it because. To I understand from, and we'll get into, I guess, our own um, awakenings in a, in a minute, but yeah. one of the things I understand is that it is uh, – take my own dad for an example, right? When I've talked about this stuff with my mum – and he'll just go, oh, I don't bloody, I don't bloody care, whatever. I'm just bloody here to, you know, live life kind of thing, which is great. And I, I, I have complete respect for that. But that's what a lot of people, a lot of people are happy, just happy living willfully ignorant. Well, that's right. Which yeah. is completely fine, but it creates a problem of that happening over decades and hundreds of years and you're not making any change. The only way that you can actually make real change is if you are bringing everyone onto the that same level of wanting to ask questions, wanting to know why things the way they are, rather than just going, oh, the government's shit and oh, yeah, we know, nothing I can do about we know it. there's corruption, but that's just the thing. Yeah. That kind of... 
eh, attitude is is part of the problem, right? And exactly. Again, well, that's how they've gotten away with it for so long. And that's what it comes down to again. Maybe we're wrong about what we're saying, but let's all be right or wrong or something or asking these questions together yeah, because well, we can only it. get the answers about what is truly going on if we're all wanting it, right? If only a handful of us and that handful are being dubbed crazy conspiracy theorists and no one's taking us seriously, then- what chance do we have of ever seeing these things if they turn out to be correct, like we've just explained does happen sometimes about yeah. Operation Northwoods and MK Ultra? How can we stop these things from happening in the future? How can we stop them in their tracks if they're still happening now if no one's asking questions or, or unplugging themselves from the matrix, so to speak? Yeah, well, that, that's exactly right. And that's kind of where the, the, the thought for these people that is there a group, is there is there a group of wealthy, elite people, famous people, is there really a group of these people that could be seriously working in such against our favour? You know what I mean? Like they're going against us so hard or like, you know what I mean? And then the more you look into this kind of stuff, the more you realise that, yeah, yeah, and there fucking is. And like, it's happened for centuries. Like it's not like it's just now the, oh, the More than even, class hundreds of, of years, probably even thousands, um, man. Yeah, that there mm. has been people that have – you know that power is corrupting, and and that greed is is an unbelievable thing, and that you know having complete control of something is is obviously the most powerful drug in the world because we see it happen, and whether it's on smaller scales in the businesses that we work for in in, yep. in sleepy old South Australia, um, right up to our local government, to our state government, to our federal government, or the UN, or whatever you want to look at. That's it. it Power is corrupting and it is unbelievable. And what you have to understand as well is that I think that blackmail is probably one of the biggest things that is happening in, in the world oh, over 100%. as to why people are compliant and why it takes them to come out and admit things are happening until their deathbed That's is that it. I think that they have realized that just having – you know, you're not just convincing people to be evil along with you, that you 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 are using your power again to bring them along forcefully with you. Well, that seems like, from what I've from what I've researched, that seems to be quite often, more, more often than not, the exact reason why people go along with it is because they might get invited to a party and then they might do something that they regret and then they've got it on video because they knew that they were going to do this uh, and then they go, hey, you do this and uh, we're going to show everybody and your life's over. Well, you're going to be thrown into jail or you're going to be demonized in the eye of the public. We're going to take away all your power. We're going to take away all your money and you might as well be dead. Well, look yeah. at every movie ever where that has been a, a core theme is that, you know, they want someone in a in some sort of position of power, whether it's a political official or a, or a news organization or whatever it is, and they get some dirt on them and they use that to get that person to do what they want. Like it's just – Every movie ever of that kind of it will have some sort of storyline of that nature. Oh, yeah. Like, so why would that not be happening in real life? 100%. Like, and it's that art imitating life stuff as always. And a lot of the reason why they, I believe that they do that stuff is that they'll put all of these themes and these ideas and these things in movies because then when someone like me and you goes, hey, this is actually happening, they're like, oh, you're fucking lunatic. Exactly like, right, yeah, man. Because this happened in this movie. About- well, that's that. I did actually want to touch on that. That's uh, predict- predictive programming, mm-hmm. um, and it happens quite a lot. And it and that not only does it happen on um, uh, 
the, the, the level that we can often see, whether it be political or celebrity or movies or the music industry, it also happens on the, on the wider geopolitical and exopolitical level as well, um, which, is, which would be good to segue into my awakening because my awakening was quite different to what yours would be in that when I started in 2012, going something switched in my brain and I went, yeah, you know what, maybe I will have a look a little bit deeper into some of these coincidences. And uh, a friend of my, a friend of mine and myself, we uh, we sat down and I remember we just used to watch hours and hours of YouTube videos and just all this kind of stuff. And it originally started, I think I have mentioned this already, but it originally started on like a dude called David Wilcock. Um, and Wilcock has all these videos online now that you can go look at. And he's just pointing out all these similarities in the ancient times, like with the Sumers uh, and possibly even like the Aztecs and the Incas and all these kind of old civilizations that all worship the pine cone. And you, you'll see like the hat that Buddha wears is a pine cone. You go to, um, what is it, the Vatican, and there's uh, like a staffs there which have a pine cone at the top. And it makes you think, like, okay, so all these um, civilizations that were disconnected from each other by sea, because they wouldn't have had the technology to travel seas at that point, how are they all worshipping the same thing? Mm -hmm. And that's where the ancient astronaut theory comes in. I'm not going to go too deep into that. Yeah, we can um, come back and have Because, that yeah, we, we can come history. back another time. But um, but that's what led you to start being like, oh, hold start, on a second. Hold on a minute. What's going more, on here? Because there's a yeah. lot more to this going on. And then I started looking into... Uh, the Illuminati and where, where it would have first started in Bavaria and stuff like that. I don't know the exact We talk about years. 13 bloodlines. So 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. Are you yeah. aware of them? Yes, I am. Yes. Um, so that was one of the things that when I started looking into the whole Illuminati thing, which is this is what's funny about it is that it's become such a, again, it, the Illuminati is your tinfoil, is your it's the buzzword. flat earther. It's a buzzword that people go, oh, yeah, I bet you believe in the Illuminati. But the idea of it and what they, you know, when you actually look into it, it's just that the world isn't controlled by, you know, the governments that, that, that govern us, it's it's that there are, you know, powerful families that have built empires around their particular fields and that they're the ones that control most of everything that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, even people who um, aren't conspiratorial have heard of the Rothschilds and, the, you know, the people yeah. that own the, the Federal the Reserve and the Rockefellers and the Astors and the Bundys and all of these people. Um, that's all it is. That's not – I don't think that's crazy to me. But when you – you know, when people give you that sort of commercialised version of what the Illuminati is um, and, you know, there is – symbolism is a massive thing. And when they talk about – if you actually – if you look at, you know, the ice, again, you look at isolated incidents of symbolism popping up in one thing, it just seems like, and you talk about, hey, that's that symbol or that's that thing or that's that number, people go, you're an idiot. But if you actually, there's a very good page called uh, Vigilant Citizen and okay. he has an entire section of his website dedicated to symbolic pics, cool. right? So he looks for the common themes of like covering one eye or doing yep. a circle over the eye or 666 or whatever it may be. Yeah, 33. And finds them in every magazine, every film clip, every movie and then collates them all. And when you look at it in that format and you go, again, how many before it becomes mathematically impossible to be a coincidence That's exactly that right. this many people are yeah. doing it? And then he also correlates things like 
um, you know, this person fell from fame, like had a few songs or whatever. You never really saw her doing anything. Then she'll be on the magazine cover of this and a new film clip doing this and whatever, throwing up the symbolism and her shot to fame has just happened again. Yeah. The resurgence of all of these artists and all of a sudden, you know, in order to show that they're owned by the, the this ruling class, they have to, you know, submit by doing these kinds of things. And when you see them collated, go and check out Vigilant Citizen yeah, and look at symbolic of symbolic picks of the month yeah and you understand exactly what i'm talking about so yeah i just wanted to jump in and say yeah, about the yeah. illuminati thing and about how again that's another buzzword that's become so like a farcical thing that people go oh i bet you you know triangle illuminati yeah, well, that's it well there's so many terms now like quite often people will use cabal or or illuminati but like I think the most common one that's been coming about recently would just be deep state because it makes it it doesn't sound it doesn't sound um, ominous or anything like that. It doesn't. They're it, trying it to gives, make it buzzwordy. Yeah, now. they are. Um, they're trying to, but it's. It, I, I I still think it's um a little bit too vague to be to be made into a buzzword because it's not yeah. like the Illuminati, which is like Latin for like enlightened ones or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But like um. Yeah, it's interesting. We have before we were talking about like the predictive programming and the symbolism and stuff like that. Because like part of my awakening, um, when I was looking into often the spiritual stuff that I was saying, I was, I was looking into Disney a fair bit mm-hmm. because like I was like, oh, what a what's the deal with Disney? Because like the, and a lot of these videos are pointing out a lot of these like phallic shapes and stuff like that in the movies and like um yeah just just sexual symbolism in kids movies and stuff like that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, it's interesting. And then you look further and you look deeper into it about Walt Disney and his Freemasonry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then, yeah, like, like we were saying before with the web, the web, the web extends so big. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically where like a lot of my well, the- um, stuff, a lot of, sorry, a lot of my uh, awakening happened. It happened in spiritual stuff. It happened in predictive programming. But I think the biggest one, which I'm just going to touch on now, but then this, the, we, I could do episodes and episodes on this. The biggest thing for me is uh, exopolitics, which are uh, aliens, uh, space, um, and technology. They're the biggest things to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not really going to go any further into that because yeah. I because I, I know that you want to talk about your awakening, and I'm super interested to hear about where you started. Uh, so we'll leave that there, but. That was kind of like in the future. I'm, I, I want to delve into the secret space program, uh, free point energy, um, uh, the, the current uh, the- theory of physics and about how it's quite often wrong. Um, well, not quite often wrong. It is wrong um, because a lot of this, a lot of these uh, technologies that whistleblowers have come out and proven uh, and then – also recently with the TR3B patent being released as well, which is fucking really interesting with the Navy and stuff like that, which is an anti-gravity craft, by the way. Yep. Um, yeah, it's really starting to pop off in that department. But but the deep state, they don't care so much about people knowing about aliens because it doesn't really have an effect on their narrative. Their narrative is more about what's happening on Earth because that's what they can control. And it's also one of those things, again, where they've made the whole, you know, uh, UFO and all of that stuff such a gimmicky foil that they are able to, you know, sort of operate under this guise of that whatever comes out or whatever is still going to get that much cynicism because of that. And the the fact that, you know, I'm sure for every genuine 
siding or whatever there may have been, there's that many people that are fabricating shit That's as right, well. Yeah. Um, you're Dead always going to get misinformation and whatever. So it makes it hard for there to be – and, again, it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, I, I tried to look into and understand the flat earth stuff and some of that. Yeah. But when it's something- Me too, you, but just, it ne- never stuck with me, man. No, but it's also it's just one of those things where like when I'm looking at things like, and again, when I'll get into my awakening in a second, but when I'm looking at stuff that I can understand because of I understand the politics behind it or the reasoning behind it or the whys or whatever- it's a lot easier for me to to you know buy into that understanding, but when it comes to things like that, it's a lot different in terms of I don't understand enough about physics, and I don't sure. understand enough about these things to be able to form an opinion. That's really I'm going to give you some you know random facts or whatever that I've heard or, or things that I feel were pretty solid in their argument or whatever, but I, I can't. Yeah, because I don't have that. You don't have that interest, that passion for that's it. That's exactly see, right. See, for me, only really like within the last, maybe like maybe even like year, have I started to get into really down to earth, like yeah. uh, deep state stuff and yeah. like the the mainstream media and like psyops, psy operations. I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit later after your story, but like yeah, like I said, a lot of my early awakening and, and early research and stuff like that was in fields that, that, that is not necessarily easy to prove which is like which is what made it even more fascinating for me mm-hmm. like and then like learning about quantum theory like quantum mechanics and like um you know the double slit experiment and stuff like that and the way that uh, a particle can become a wave when it's not being measured and all that kind of stuff um it's just super interesting it's super interesting and that's what i spent most of my first uh, yeah, like I said, it's only been like a year and a half that I've been really delving into like mo- like current issues. So. Well, this is where the and this is where it all kind of uh, what you were talking about the web because a lot like again and I don't know enough, so this is stuff that everyone has to go and research into themselves. But there's a lot of stuff around you know this link between the hadron collider and obviously yeah. what they're looking to do from a scientific point of view. But then also you look at this from an occult thing, and there's like. All of these weird statues out the front. They were doing rituals out the front, like well, these yeah, the weird like was- dancing things and whatever around. And all of a sudden, if you looked at it from an occult perspective, there seemed to be so much more of this like trying to open portals to another dimension type stuff where, yeah. you know, there was more of this, you know, I guess, um, as I said, a cult influence. And this is where it comes back to what you were saying from the the spiritual side of all of this. You know, there's a, a massive influence of like the the Alistair Crowley. Are you fam- you're familiar with Alistair Crowley? I've and heard the whole- his name before, but I don't really know too much about his, um, you know, I'm not massively well versed either, but I know that he was, you know, very big on the whole like dark magic type thing, and you know, okay, he, a lot magic. of people kind of yeah followed his um, mantras and whatever on this. And you see that there's a lot of uh, celebrities over the years and songs and all of these things that have been paying homage to him and this this idea. So again, there's such a link between all of those things, between the you know the supernatural to the to the um, black magic to the you know even the scientific side of it all sort of wrapped into this thing and that's what makes it so strange well that's it because oftentimes uh science and what we would refer to as magic are the same thing mm-hmm. because uh there's a famous quote by nikola tesla who is like honestly one of my favorite people to research um he was like when science starts researching the unknown or like the spiritual side that only then will we see 
advancements way beyond that we can comprehend. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, how much of that shit is just happening in corners of the world that we have no idea about? Um, yeah. And so, look, I think anyway, I think we'll probably come back and, and, and really dive into that stuff a little bit more. But I think the idea of this is we wanted to try and so loosely you. touch on a many, as many things as possible. But to yeah. get into something that is probably my, uh, you know, my absolute area of expertise when it comes to conspiracies. It's Tell I'm known as it. the uh, I'm known as the Bush did it man. The 9/11 man. Um, Tell me about your awakening. Son. Well, what's, the, what's the go? So I was even thinking before because there's actually it, it it even goes back a little bit further into the first thing that I ever went. Wow, that seems really fucking strange. And this was like one of the first times I ever got high. I was at a mate's house. I would have only been maybe 17 or something like that. And they were watching 9-11 documentaries. Um, and I'd never never looked into any of this stuff before. Um, you go back into my social media of those times and I'm taking the piss out of people. Yeah, yeah. I actually did um, see you post something about you that. You know, things like that. Uh, there was even one where I'm like, oh, have you ever noticed a Dorito is a triangle? <laughs> Illuminati. Like I yeah. was just being a wanker. But so, And again, this is where circling back to our weed thing, you know, the first time that I ever went, something actually hit me as like, yeah, that's very strange, was was one of the first times I ever got high. And yeah, it was okay. just talking about the plane that hit the Pentagon, right? So not the right. not the Twin Towers. And this documentary was just talking about where the impact was. The pilots were being in, interviewed and saying how like impossible it would have been for a plane to be able to make the descent that it would have to hit, hit the building angle. and that angle. Yeah. And the way that the, you know, there was no uh, debris found. Where's all the camera footage? Just asking yeah, all of those questions. So, the was so narrow. From what I've seen, it seems like that the hole, the, the hole that it was made in the Pentagon was like the hole of a missile. Yeah. Not the hole of a plane because the wings would have caused so much wider damage. Yeah. So that was when I was younger. And then it was um, uh, an old friend of ours uh, when I was living with him. And again, same thing, you know, we'd be sitting there having a few bongs and he's like, oh, bro, we should watch these documentaries, rah, rah. Um, you and him had, had been, you know, sort of diving right down the rabbit hole yep. with it. And yeah, I was just watching these things. And again, when I, when I watched that one when I was younger – I was looking at it not on the scale that I look at it now. At that time, I was just like, yeah, that's very strange. Why did they say? Yeah, well, that goes it back really to what we saying before look like. the consciousness being yeah. when, it, when it's expanded, you look at things differently. And when I watched like a lot of them, like we found every possible 9-11 yeah. thing you could find. Yeah. And you started finding recurring themes and, and all of these things that were um, – going around and that's when you start again. You know, you're not just going to see something once and go, that's it. But when 5, 10, 15 different people explain it in different ways and you're like, well, that's, how is this actually possible? And they give you all the little tidbits of information that make you go, okay, when you put all of those coincidences together, it almost becomes mathematically impossible. So 9-11 for me has been the thing that has just gone, if, if the, some story like this, and again, it's, it comes back to if – if they can do things like Operation Northwoods where they um, are willing to, to kill American civilians to incite war um, and they're willing to do experiments on their citizens and whatever else, why is it so far-fetched that they would, you know, blow up a, a building and exactly detonate right, it? Exactly right, yeah. And then you start to look at things like uh, Donald Rumsfeld announcing the $2.3 uh, sorry, $2.3 trillion, trillion dollars missing yeah. on September 10th. Yep. 
and that that was missing from the Pentagon and that the Pentagon was struck with that plane, in air quotations, yeah. where the all of the records of where this money has it, gone. It was actually this, – this is one part that I do know. It was – approach this from the conspiracy mind right now. The, the missile – I'm going to call it a missile because it wasn't a fucking plane that hit it. The missile that hit the Pentagon hit it in the Navy section. Now, interestingly enough – the Navy is actually probably the biggest and most powerful part of the military. And it's also, well, I know in modern times, the part of the military that is not controlled by the deep state. Mm. So they had a lot of these things and these um, this information that the, the deep state really didn't want getting out. And it was just convenient that the section of the Pentagon that got hit was the Navy section. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, you look at that, you look at um, Larry Silverstein taking out the insurance policy on the towers shortly before the attack happened that happened to include terrorism as being covered. Now, that in itself is very strange because I used to work in insurance for many years yep. and it's just common knowledge that I don't think there's one, again, you'd have to, you couldn't quote me on it, but at the time that I was working, particularly I was working for a broker, there was not one insurance company that covered terrorism, right? So to yeah. think that you were able to broker some deal with an American insurance company shortly before these attacks happened that somehow cover you for the for the destruction of these buildings. Now, they're all the things before we even talk about the whole, was it a controlled demolition? Well, forget yeah. what happened. Yeah. Forget that how they fell and building seven and all of that, which we'll talk about in a second. But just look at the the missing money that it gets announced the day before, which subsequently everyone forgets about for the next however long until people like us start coming to the forefront and Bring talking it about back, it. Yeah. The missing how, how do you just have two point three trillion dollars go missing? Well, that's it. Well, it seems like what they were doing is like the the Pentagon was cooking the books, so they'd be like, "We need to buy a hammer." to fix the bathroom in the stall A, you know, and the hammer would, would cost $30,000. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially how they were funneling this money out. And then when he came out and said there's this X amount of trillion dollars missing um, and they, they had to find a distraction. Now, interestingly enough, just, just to kind of tie it in with what I was saying before, quite, quite often the theory is, is like that this money was funneled out of the Pentagon to, into black – um, budget programs like the secret space program, which mm-hmm. we will talk about in another episode. Yeah. Because how are you gonna how are you gonna tell people that we're funding a expedition into space to colonize the universe or to colonize the you know our, our solar system to start with? You can't just come out and say that because then people are gonna start questioning it more. They need to hide it. Yeah. So uh, so then it comes a thing though is like you're not gonna find a distraction of the magnitude of nine eleven on one day's notice, right? Yeah. So that means if that's what they've done, they've gone, let's announce it right before this attack that we have foreknowledge of for whatever reason. Um you know, it, it it provided the perfect distraction. Then you've got things like there's just so many little things like George Bush staying at that school when yep. the attack had happened. Yeah. Um, like why would he not be immediately if it's a terrorist attack? There is like distinct protocol. There's things like where was NORAD, which is like the air defense system that that should have like is is so elite and high level that it should have been able to intervene, particularly after the yeah. first plane. Well, weren't they in Los Angeles doing, doing a drill a tr- a that drill. was exactly for this situation? And it's that, like, dude, come on. If you look at the amount of times that have attacks have happened when uh, – 
even uh, and we'll we'll talk about this bringing it home, but um, the Martin Bryant massacre in Tasmania, right? Yeah, and and what happened again? We'll we'll touch on that later. But same thing. That's one of the other classic examples of the massive police force were away somewhere doing a drill when that attack happened in the cafe. Yeah, and you start looking at all of these things that have happened and how often that kind of scenario exists in which people have somehow been routed to do training somewhere else. Um, so yeah, you've got that aspect the, the whole NORAD thing you've got then obviously the one that everyone goes to which is Tower 7 there's actually a documentary called 7 I think it's just called okay. the number 7 or something yeah. it's coming out in September where uh, it's, oh, so it's, it's not actually no it's not out yet Ooh, I saw the trailer okay. for it the other day I will link it on the page cool. um, to go with this episode because it is um, basically there's a oh, I can't remember exactly what they're called but they're they're like the um uh, architects and something against oh, for nine eleven truth. That's what the actual yeah, group is called. I've seen that, and this is who has put this documentary together. Awesome, and oh, it's focusing entirely on um, on Tower Seven um, and how. Uh, you know, even today, a UFC fighter posted it. Like, how did Tower Seven fall that fr- <laughs> like just that quickly? Yeah, it's just it amazing. Makes no Things sense. like that are great because it's it's bringing a larger mainstream attention. Um, to this thing. And again, I'm not saying that I know absolutely all the answers, but I can't not look at all of those things in conjunction and the war that has then happened as subsequently. Well, that's right. A lot of people are saying that um, a lot of this was just a proxy for them to be able to go, Some have been Laden did it, get troops in there, and then they can go in there into Afghanistan and Iraq and a lot of the Middle East and they can continue their Plan well, because you well, would Afghanistan have heard of Agenda Twenty One before. Yeah, the, the Afghanistan was the first thing. Was obviously that's what happened out of nine eleven, and then when they weren't like that was kind of you know, and then it was like okay, now we need to escalate this again to be able to branch out further. Let's throw out the weapons of mass destruction narrative, yeah. you know, later in in the piece. So if you look at it as okay, so you've you've used it to hide money. Uh, hide money that's gone missing that you've used for whatever else yep. um, and you've used it as a way to convince the American people so easily. Like the minute that you said terrorism um, and and it was just something, again, it, it was when we talk about the whole buzzwords, that's it, man. terrorism was just, you'd never really, and again, I was quite young, but yeah, I know when too, I speak but- to people that are older, you never really heard of how scary and and incredibly dangerous and uh, whatever terrorism was going to be right up until that moment, and then think, it was just every second word. Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't think I, I don't think that the definition of terrorism w- was even the same up until then. To be honest, no. Like, it's I had never heard of it personally. I was only very young, but like I'd never heard of it. And so, so. look at it. Fast forward to now, where the fucks all the terrorists? We were we were told for twenty years how dangerous and or, and how you know real this threat was of terrorism and that you know people were generally fearful that they were going to attack every corner of the world um and yet really like that's the biggest attack they've terrorists and I, yeah. again i very heavily air quote have ever pulled off now if they were able to pull that off where they've been able to fly hijack planes successfully fly them into an, a new york city skyline um and and have all of the working parts to make that happen we would have seen a lot more 911s oh, between yeah. now and then so yep. you look at all of those factors and you're like how you know it the, for me, it all points to there being something else going on. That was the other thing I was going to say. Have you heard of the dancing Israelis? 
No, I haven't. It was like Israeli news reporters that were basically saying someone got them in an interview and they were saying, oh, yeah, and they were like, oh, why were you guys here? And they were like, we were just here to watch the attack. And then that has gone viral because they're like, how the fuck did you know there was going to be an attack? Yeah. Um, So they were like, oh, we were here just to document the attack kind of thing. And it was like, well, how the fuck would you know that there was going to be one? Um. And the, going back to the Tower 7 thing, there's so many different things, man. It's hard oh, to remember. Of course. Remember. No, no. There's a news reporter who reported the building being collapsed before it was even collapsed. I see That's that. one of I the main that. things that you see in every documentary where she is literally recording and the green screen, well, not green screen, but like the live feed behind her, the building's still there. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, we're just getting reports that Tower 7 has, has collapsed. It's, it's just, yeah, again, well, how many it. coincidences or how many weird things until it's mathematically impossible that there's not something else going on. 100%. 100%, man. They're like, 9-11 just has so many fucking holes in it. And I, and I don't know if you'd brought it up yet, but the whole thermite thing. Yeah, you, they found nanothermite at ground zero. So can, you, can you just explain to people that don't know what that is? Can you just explain to them what that is? So it's basically like a military grade explosive. So there's thermite and then there's nanothermite, which is basically like something that burns so hot. And this is where they you'll see in interviews and stuff like that, people that were the first responders were finding molten steel um, still at ground zero hours and days after it had happened. Yep. Now again, going to the whole jet fuel can't melt steel beams thing, that's jet fuel does not burn hot enough in any circumstance for there to still be pools of molten steel. Yeah. Days after the buildings have collapsed due to impact at the one of the, uh, there's a great, I wish I, uh, I could remember which um, documentary it is, but one of the first bits of a documentary that I watched that made me question the whole, you know, collapsing from, from fires thing was like if you get 15 ovens, right, or, or washing machines or something, just a solid block thing, and you stack 15 on top of each other, right, what can you impact on oven or washing machine number 12 or 13? What can you do to number 12 or 13 that would cause all the 12 or 11 below it yeah. to, to collapse from under it. Yeah. From a, from a pure physics standpoint- You can't really, What could can you? you possibly do? And how is that any different from- These structures were literally built, designed to withstand a, a 747. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly they right. They were designed. That's what all the people have come out and said. Like we actually, the plans for the World Trade Center were designed so that a, a plane could crash into it and, and it would just bounce yeah. off it. Like and it, it wouldn't should. fall into its own footprint like it did. No. No, exactly. That's right. right. They're designed to tip. They would have tipped if yeah. they, something. If it's impact, you know, the law of physics again. The whole every action, you know, uh, Newton's laws. Every action has an, an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, it's not going to go downwards. There wasn't downwards force. No, there was nothing hitting it from the top. And they're saying that, like, oh, you know, because of the structural integrity was compromised, that the floors keep, but it fell too quickly. That would have been again, and at some point, it would have tipped, or something would have happened yeah. for it to end up falling in a strange way, not for it to to fall perfectly into its own footprint, not for the firefighters to say they were here and and people at you know around it that managed to get out saying they heard explosions in the basement before even one of the um you know planes hit. All of these things that just go those buildings, you look at any demolition ever. They, yeah, they fall exactly the same exactly way. Exactly the same way. Yeah. And like what was that um 
that hotel or, or massive apartment tower in the UK like three years ago that was oh, literally yeah, the entire thing was engulfed in flames and yet it did not even shift. Yeah. And yeah, it was burning I remember for that. days and yeah. yet it didn't it didn't even crumble. No, it and did, yet no, it this didn't thing move. had a plane hit each of the top hundreds of floors up and then collapses into its own footprint. Yeah. Like how do people not think that that's strange? That's all we're asking for. We're not asking you to go out into the streets and, and march and say, oh, my God, you know, maybe that's what we need to do eventually. Well, but this we're is have one to eventually. piece of a bigger – this is one uh, puzzle piece of a much bigger puzzle, you know. Yeah. It's just about uh, wanting to ask those questions. I once was talking about this at, at work um, and uh, a couple of the guys that I was working with were kind of like, oh, you know um, – uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. And then one guy got so angry at me and was like, you need to go to a state library. And like, you know, he was just telling me this, you know, he was so upset back to that matrix line, you know, where some people are so um, helplessly uh, yeah. inured by the system that they will fight to protect it. He just, he didn't want to fathom the idea that, that what I was saying had any merit. Yeah. Um, and that's what we should be doing. We should just be going, hmm, that's interesting. I want to go and disprove this person. If you're so upset at me saying it, then then yeah. bring, bring stuff to me that we can have a conversation about. Show me where these plans of these um, Iraqis or Afghanistan people have jumped on the plane and actually done it because it just doesn't make sense, bro. It, it, it purely doesn't. Like looking at it from so many different points of view, like there's already been so many different um, – yeah, documentaries and articles and, you know, like scientific articles about it. Of course, there's going to be um, articles trying to prove the official nar narrative because people got to understand that there's a lot of scientists out there that are being bankrolled by the deep state mm -hmm. as well to lie. I can't remember what the company oh, – we have to come back to this because the company – when you look into who made up the company that – provided the official report on 9-11, it's just corruption central. And I wish that I, I should yeah. have thought about this before um, we started, but there's whatever the name of that company is that were uh, tasked with the job of doing the official, the official investigation into 9-11. And then you look further and peel back the layers of who's involved in that and it's, yeah. and it's just a shit show. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's a, You could identify any one of the facets that we've talked about so far from the missing money to what happened at the Pentagon and, and where it was hit at the Pentagon on to the to the you know demolition versus jet fuel argument to the Larry Silverstein taking out um, insurance on the towers to the how the hell did they pull it off when NORAD should have at least been able to stop the second plane yeah. why were they on a drill elsewhere you look at any one of those isolated and it should raise an eyebrow but look at all of them together how does like it not how? how does it not make you go and look I, I understand a lot of people are open to this idea but again they're just kind of like half open to it and what you have to understand yeah. is you look at the bigger picture and you go okay so we know about Operation Northwoods. That's declassified. Um, we know about MK Ultra. That's declassified. We know about all of these other things that have ended up. We we question weapons of mass destruction narratives. We question the 9-11 narrative. We question all of these things. And then you start to put the, the, the bigger puzzle together and be like, again, how many of these things can you possibly have to question before you go? There is a larger thing at, um, at hand. That's it, here. man. That's it. Um, and how, how many coincidences do there need to be? But, you know, I guess that that's the thing, man. Like there's always going to be people that just can't accept it. Like the, like the Matrix quote, they just, don't, they just can't believe that the government would be out there going against your 
best intentions or your best, you know, like. Or not even that the government are out to do it, that they're being controlled to do it, that they're being manipulated to do it, that they're being blackmailed to do it, whichever yeah. way you want to look at it. I, I think that they are just a very small arm of a much bigger oligarchy. You yep, know, I that's think it, that. Man. The um, spider web stretches big. Because again, we've just said, I mean, look at. Look at the world wars. Look at the fact that we just were marched to our slaughter for for what? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like exactly it, right. You know, there's so. And again, I, I haven't done enough looking into that, but I know enough about it to understand how outrageous it is. And again, that was the kind of the, a lot of people came out of the Great Depression from that asking questions about what was really the purpose, other than millions of, of well, millions yeah. of people That's dying, it. especially when. The same people were bankrolling both sides. It's kind of yeah. like, well, what's going on here? You know, and that's proven fact. It's interesting because I did want to, before we wrap it up, I did actually want to go into something a little bit more deep about that. And then, and the way that the deep state operate is they use psychological operations or psyops, right? So the definition here says psycho, psychological operations are operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. Well, so operation- now that's the Wikipedia. Now that's the Wikipedia definition of psyop, psychological operation. Now you can look at a lot of different things out here being psyops, um, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of psyops are also done by the the white hats. The good people as well, mm-hmm. because sometimes you need people to be thinking one way when they're actually over here doing this over here. Yeah. Um, so that's that, that's that that's also what muddies the waters about a lot of these things. Is like the deep state are out here doing their own psyops, and you've got the alliance or the white hats over here who have been trying to claw down the deep state for years and bring liberation to our whole fucking planet. Yep. Uh, and they also need to do it as well. So disinformation and misinformation is always going to be something, at least until all this comes out, all the truth comes out, is always going to be something that people are battling with. So like we were saying before, the critical thinking is often uh, such a massive part to these things. Something we're not taught. Well, you no, have to learn we're not taught. We're, we're not taught on purpose because yep. the deep state also control the, well, I don't know necessarily as much these days, but like, they control the educational system. So, well, have you ever challenged a teacher before? Yeah. In school, you actually challenged because I did, yes. For yeah. some reason, your parents actually an amazing, you know, well versed in that subject, or you happen to know more, and you challenge them. They have no idea what to do because even them going through their education to to be an educator aren't taught how to foster that belief or foster that idea. So exactly it's, right. it's a system, it's a systemic problem. 100% right? because they're taught because through their education, they're, they're, they're taught to think a certain way, which means that it just trickles down. And if you're taught, if, if, a, if, a, if this teaching of these, uh, the university courses of these teachers are manipulated by the deep state, then they're going to be teaching kids like, like, like the, like the meme with the, the kids in the line and they're all lining up and it says school and they've got like the a cloud or like a thinking bubble above their head with a light bulb in it and then the teacher's coming in and just cutting it with scissors and making it a square. Yeah. It's like they, just need, they just need everybody to just be smart enough to, to, to function in society but not smart enough to ask questions. It's a question. And that's what I said to that when that guy said to me, like, you need to go, you need to, go to a state library. And I said, but what I'm trying to – 
convey to you here is that the idea that every one of those books is just another tool, right? That, 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 you know, only what they want us to know or see or learn has been allowed to be published and allowed to be put on these shelves and allowed to be on the, on the, uh, you know, in our classrooms because it's much bigger than just, you know, the one isolated thing. 100%. So, um, yeah, it's it, so going back to the cyber thing, the the Operation Northwoods, which we talked about, you can go and read this. If you want a place to start, if you're listening to this because you're like, I just want to see, you know, I see uh, these guys share shit on Facebook, but I want to understand more about, you know, where I can start to, to either think about what has possibly led them to where they are now. Operation Northwoods is the perfect declassified example of a PSYOP, right? Yeah. The idea was is that they – you can't just go and bomb a country, right? You just can't go – actually, there's a there's, – I don't know. This isn't something that's declassified, but um, there's, a, there's a very big theory that they could have stopped Pearl Harbor happening, right? Okay. Um, that they had the military. They actually knew they were coming, but – Think about it in a sense of if the planes are, if the, you know, the, the Japanese are coming over and you shoot them out of the sky, you win. You win. You're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, that's they, it. They, you've, you've taken out their entire fleet. Yeah. So if you take out their entire fleet and then drop a nuke on them, you're an asshole, right? Yeah. You're the bad guy. But if they bomb the shit out of your harbor and it's this big, massive thing, unprecedented, and then you nuke, it's still kind of an overreaction, but, but you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, they wanted to make sure they didn't think about doing it again. Well, that's it, man. That's the whole problem reaction solution thing. And if, yep. and if, and if any of our audience don't know that, um, it's like you have a problem and then you basically you have the solution already planned. So in that case, it would be like they, they want to nuke. They want to nuke Japan. Well, you create the problem. So, yeah, well, that's right. So you create you, the, problem. the problem. Well, the problem is that you create all of them. You, you, yeah. you create the problem, the reaction, and, and the, the solution. solution. Well, you get, yeah, you create the problem, you gauge the reaction, and then you implement the, the solution. solution. Like, yeah. And that's repeated over and over again. So, you know, Operation Northwoods, again, the, the idea was um, to how do we – uh, convince people that we should be intervening uh, in Cuba and how should we um, take out Fidel Castro, who's this, you know, absolute evil uh, man. Well, let's, you know, shoot down one of our own planes full of civilians um, and blame it on on Cuba. And then that's going to be the thing that, that allows people to to think. When we say about 9-11, we believe that, that again, it's a, it's a psyop because they want to intervene. The whole idea... And why they want to be in the Middle East is because they have the richest supply of oil. Um, they don't have any uh, Rothschilds banks, central banks, right? Yeah, one of the only Iran, places. I think, I think that's the only place that did or does. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who yeah. now, but basically, like I know, like Libya, Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria all didn't have one at that time. And did you notice that they had basically a patsy in all of them except for Syria? So, like, like you were saying, Fidel Castro being the patsy for Cuba. Yeah. Then you had for, for Iran, you had Saddam Hussein for um, uh, Muhammad Gaddafi. What was he again? Well, Libya. Is that Libya? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah. So they had him for him. They had Osama bin Laden for Afghanistan. Um, and then with Syria, that like, which is the most recent country, they they and tried they to the, 
Oh, no, wait, it's not Netanyahu. That's no, Netanyahu is Israel. I, um, I forgot. I can't think of the guy's name from. But yeah, same thing. There's yeah. always that one person who, well, we need to remove this evil dictator. Look what he's doing to the place. Yeah. But then they come in and fight like the American occupies that place and fucks it up a hundred times worse. Oh, 100%. All of yeah. those photos of like Syria before and after and Iraq before oh, and after yeah, are so heartbreaking. Yeah. And these, you know, these soldiers that have come out and talked about the horrors that went on. But to think about, you know, they were there for poppy fields, which is, you know, yep. what opium is the production. The opium production production which then goes back and feeds big farmer who then does things like and we'll, we'll we'll have a very big big farmer episode but there yeah. is um something that i need to research a little bit more on we're basically a company who is producing oxycodone like oxy yep. um content what we have here uh and they were able to get an advertisement that ran and basically said that this stuff is okay to be on the shelf like panadol and had no addictive qualities yeah and that whole event there started the painkiller epidemic that they are the opioid academic that that it America still goes is in on right now so they wanted to occupy the the Middle East because they wanted to be able to you know deconstruct the the regime that was in place that wasn't anywhere near as bad as what the media made it out to be they wanted to install a Rothschild owned central bank and then they could run free and have you know get control of the oil the gold supply and the poppy fields That's exactly right um, and so then you look at okay they but they couldn't just go over there and do it because then they're you know they're an evil. That's war, they're inciting war, but you want to get over there, so you make it seem like they're the enemy, and we're over there liberating these companies. Yeah, right? that's it. Our country, sorry. Once um, again, psyop. And it's 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 all just a big thing. They have to get us on side because if we just see our military going over and and doing these heinous things without, oh, but they're over there stopping terrorists. Well, that's then it, we're man. not going to get on board on with it, you know. And, yeah. and even the people you need the you need your army to believe in the idea you do, because yeah. they're the ones that are going to be over there killing civilians, essentially, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Um, uh, is is you need them to be like, yeah, I'm fighting for my country, you know, um, which is so heartbreaking because these people are the ones on their on the front yeah. line losing limbs and lives because and, they are and- fucking fighting for their country. In their own minds, they think that Saddam Hussein's a bad dude. He's fucking done this or. He's bombed this or whatever. I'm over here. I'm fucking protecting it. Or I'm, I'm protecting America or I'm protecting Australia or whatever. And then, but in the actual, like we were saying before, when you when you take the camera view back and you have a look at a bigger perspective on it, it's um it's got nothing to do with that. It's all about drugs, money, and gold. Well, and the, the last little thing that I think I want to touch on with, you know, that, that flow of events is, so what happens, right, is that, you know, you you, you have the, the PSY operation, which allows you to then uh, get the people on side, which allows you to then go and intervene in this country. And then the threat that you used as the way to do it, which is terrorism, you create that threat because you go in and you kill people's family and you you push them out of their homes and you, you disrupt what was probably not a perfect regime, but it was still better than, than having – American people like roam the streets with guns, which wasn't happening before. You know, there were, obviously there was large religious influences, and they used that as their way. Like, look how um, you know evil and, and indoctrinated these people are. But you're then coming in and liberating them with you know death, essentially, and and, um, and yeah, well, ruining it, it much worse. So then you actually create terrorists, right? Then you have ISIS again. Um, we'll talk these more about factions uh, pop up. Because not only are you going over there and 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 you know bombing and and killing and whatever else, you just leave your shit behind. Yeah, 
And so then you've just armed a militant gang that's that's spawned out of you creating this terror so that you can then revisit that later and go, oh, look what's look how bad this is. This is a thing that's happened. And they've got these weapons and ever else. Yeah. Oh, like, And so then people are going, oh, look how bad the problem is over there. But it would not have ever existed if you didn't nah. fabricate the existence of it in the first place, go over there, kill a bunch of people, and then create it. Exactly right. Then- they, they created Al-Qaeda. They created ISIS out of – it's, it's almost like they went over there, uh, did the do, and then average people, like 20-something-year-olds, like us are going, hold a minute. It'd be, it would be like if we're here in Australia and uh, China came in and did exactly what the US did in the Middle East or the deep state did in the Middle East, you and I would be like, fuck these, like, fuck these cunts, man. I'm I, like- I want to rage. Yeah. I want to rage because they're killing oh, my family. You? They're fucking my country up, right? And then when and then and in that case, then China then go and drop weapons around. We're like, oh, sick. China are fucking left behind these weapons. You can see how these young people in Syria and in Afghanistan and all these places could be pissed off and form these militias. And that's my 100%. argument against uh, completely open borders, right? Because I think and, and and I would be more for a world with open borders if this kind of shit hadn't happened hadn't for generations. Yeah, I think that there is a point that we can get to where that can be possible. Of course, but when yeah. you have done things like that and then you just open your doors to everyone, that's when you have problems Ooh, because yeah. these people are rightfully pissed off. You know, yeah, if 100%. I again, if I had had this happen to us um, and then I was able to just go to the place who was responsible for it, I'd want to fuck shit up too. Yeah. I'd want to cause chaos because I want them to feel the hurt that they've put on me. How is that not natural for them to want? And if you look at it and understand that the idea that these people were – and, you know, there was radicalized people and whatever. I'm not saying that. And, again, we'll have a massive conversation in the future about, you know, religious's – religion's influence on on – wars that have happened through the crusade centuries ago and yeah. things like that. So there is always going to be radicalized people, but there was not until 9-11 happened in whatever way you want to believe it happened. There was no real threat that people were going to be able to carry out large scale attacks like that. And they didn't have the reason to back then. Right? Exactly right. It would have been people that, that disliked some of the Western ways of life and whatever else, but there was no one that was planning to, to do these things that hated our democracy as they'll regurgitate over and over again on the mainstream media. There was none of that. I don't believe that there was anyone that was trying to carry out these large-scale attacks until possibly when they went over there and completely ruined all their infrastructure and all their everything. And even then it's not happening, right? Yeah. Even after everything's been done, it's not all of a sudden happening now. And I believe that's because it's it's not being fabricated in order to create. They, they have no – there's no need for the terrorist narrative anymore. That's why today it's all about you don't hear viruses and all about – Well, yeah, um, today it's more – It's race baiting. It's all about keeping us fighting internally because – Well, that's the thing. You know what it is. It's – it's it still is terrorism, but the difference is now it's domestic terrorism, yeah. and they're trying to cause a civil war. Like, um, tell you what, what we'll do is we'll wrap it up here now on that, but we'll let them know about the next episode that we want to do because we want this to be like a little bit of a two part thing because yeah. we've kind of covered about what we have gone through with our awakening and like going into a little bit about psyops and nine eleven and stuff like that, but in the next episode. We're going to focus more about these modern times and these modern things, or like we were just saying then. We'll delve into um, into Epstein because I know that there's a lot going on with him and, yeah. um, and Ghislaine Maxwell. 
um, G Max. Yeah, just Jeeps in general. Russia Gate. I want to touch on that a little bit because yep. that was an absolute fucking joke of a thing. Mm-hmm. And Pizza Gate. Yeah. Pizza Gate as well because that's a really difficult one for a lot of people because um, a lot of people don't want to accept the fact that these people do disgusting and heinous things to small children. Yeah. Um, and they do it because it's part of their religion that they follow. Yeah. Um, and it's and and they believe that um, quite often the things that they do to these kids is appeasing their god. And it comes back to um, this black magic and everything that we talked right. about earlier. So that's right. look, I think I think that's probably the perfect uh, the perfect spot to finish on, though. Yeah. Um, thank you for your your valiant effort in the uh, what did we call it? The conspiracy. No. The conspiratorium. Oh, yes. The truth cast, brother. The, uh, the truth the consp- cast. The conspiratorium has been uh, unlocked. And it has. We are, we are diving in deep. So We've walked in. So um, yeah, make sure that if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Music, you hit subscribe. Yeah, because um, we'll be, these are going to keep coming thick yeah, and fast. Yeah, they're going to keep coming thick and fast. Check out YouTube for all the little clips and bits and pieces. Share because, it around. Yeah, share, share it around. Give us some love and and tell us what you think. Like, Give us feedback on the things that we've discussed. Give us your thoughts and opinions. This isn't just a, a platform in which we want to berate you with our beliefs. We are always open and willing to discuss this further because that's the only way that we grow, you know. Exactly right. We have the point that we're at has come from us bouncing these ideas and theories. And I've consistently changed my thoughts and beliefs on, on certain subjects over time um, based purely on, on just, you know, more information being brought to light. So, um, and we can only do that by continuing to have the conversations that we're having with other people as well. So, because I'm sure there's going to be people out there that give us some information that, um, is absolutely critical that we might not have known about a lot of these things we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. We'll pack it up and, um, thank you for listening. Thanks for having me up, mate. We'll, uh, we'll do it again very soon. Peace out. Jeez. Have a good one.